very much in favor of the counting of points. Does it work for you? No. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Run Through, the figure skating podcast where we will run through all the things that made us kiss, cry, and curse the ISU. I am not only one of your hosts, I'm a world medalist, Olympic medalist, three-time U.S. national champion. I rarely fully rotated my jumps, but always served face, and I am the ghost of showgirl past, Ashley Wagner. And I'm so excited to be with my favorite ghost of showgirl past, her partner in crime, your other host, Adam Rippon. Also with us, as always, is our producer, famously the not Olympic champion, Sarah Hughes. She'll be here to make sure Ashley and I get our facts straight, which we might not do. We can't guarantee that. We probably won't. We probably won't, maybe on purpose even. But she's here to keep us in check and make sure that we get everything as right as possible. And she'll also be joining us later for our segment, Fierce or Fluts, where she's going to prompt us with a topic and we will have to decide here and now if it's Fierce or Fluts. Ashley and I are going to do, and my voice is cracking. Okay, I'm going to tell you, before I go on, I'm going to tell you my voice is cracking because I was screaming so much. This is not a joke during the men's free skate, okay? And it's been a day and I haven't recovered. I'm still hoarse. I sound like I was at a concert, which kind of I was. That's true. I am flutzing currently. (laughs) And I'm sitting here fiercely watching you. Meander? Flutz. Yeah. (laughs) As I've done for you. Many times. Many times. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you know who didn't flutz, Ashley? Tell me. Everyone who competed at the World Championships in Saitama, Japan. Sarah Hughes just rolled her eyes at you. And I would say you're not entirely right, but you are also not entirely wrong. This was one of the most engaging world championships I feel like we have seen in a while obviously it's a totally different environment you're actually skating an arena full of people you're skating in the Saitama Superdome which is I would say one of my favorite places to skate yeah mine and too. oh my god the energy in the rink was just so electric you could really see the skaters pulling from that and we saw some of the best performances I think we've really seen in a few seasons so I think, and I might be wrong, again, here's like where the fact kind of comes in and out, but I do think that the Saitama Arena is maybe the biggest arena that we compete in. Is that true? That is a fact. Yeah, Yeah. because I think think when um, I did a little research... Sorry if I'm being professional for once. A little Wikipedia. <laughs> Wikipedia. So at the Saitama Arena, I think what I read was that at the World Championships, they could seat 22,000. And I think that when we would do Japan Open, they would seat, I mean, when I did it, I remember they seated 18,000 capacity. <laughs> I was telling my fiance about this event and I was like, this arena is huge you won't even believe it seats sixty thousand people and he goes no it doesn't and i'm like you have no idea what you're talking about and i went to wikipedia and found out that it has three settings which is really cool it has the arena setting and then it goes into like a soccer slash football setting and then it goes into like k-pop band setting wait it does it has three settings yeah and it just like exponentially expands (laughs) 
Um, I also, do you have any like good Saitama Arena stories? Because I have one. And this one is that um, I know that like when I was watching the world championship feed that sometimes you could see like the ice fogging up Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. and that usually happens if the arena is really hot because famously Mm -hmm. hot equals no ice right science yeah yeah so you're gonna learn something on this podcast too and it's not gonna be about (laughs) science it's gonna be that i don't know about science and that i learned about (laughs) it but so usually if you see that 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 means the arena is pretty warm um and i remember during Japan opens that we would do like the morning practice and then all the men would get off of the ice and we would have like someone assigned to each skater with a blow dryer to blow dry our costumes dry because they'd be sopping wet before the event because it would only be like a few hours between your practice and the event so you just stay at the arena and so I remember that I would always get um, basically a, a blowout but of my costume before each event that I ever skated the at Japan Open. The women did not get this star treatment. I just want to let this well, be known. I have never had a costume blow dried. Uh, but it is one of the hottest rinks that we skate in. And if Paul Poyer's pit stains tell us anything, it's that it is hot. It is really steamy. It's sticky. And so especially like under pressure, I always got really nervous when rinks were really hot because it also changes how the ice feels. And for me, anytime I went to Japan, the ice feels very different than North American ice. It's a lot I don't know. It's very fast ice. It's really crisp, uh, but it can like break away really easily when you tow in. And so that always got I got really nervous in Japan just because the ice felt different. And when it's hot like this, that also can totally affect your skating. Mm -hmm. And so um, I don't know if you know this, Ashley, but every time we compete or go like to an arena in Japan, it's always tank ice, which did you know that? Yeah. Well, because usually the rinks are put in place over pools. Yeah, which that scares me, even though there's not a chance of me falling through the pool. But like, you know, in my like competitive anxiety, I'm like, I'm going to be the one who breaks through and falls nine feet down. (laughs) And deep dives into the pool beneath us. Right. I'm going to Tom Daly in the middle of a figure skating competition. 10 out of 10. Thank you. Um, Well, now that you all know about the exact temperature of the Saitama Superdome, do you think we should dive right in and run through the world championships, Adam? Yeah, I fully believe that we should because I'm feeling warmed up. I'm stretched. I'm ready for a run through just like everyone just completed. And so for every recap event that we're going to do on the show, we're going to start out by telling each other our favorite, our number one moment of the event. And we have to defend it like we defend it in the court of law, which this is. So the moment can be as big as winning the free skate, It can be as small as the sleeveless man's costume from France. A bare shoulder. A bare shoulder. And we're calling it the Not Fake Sarah Hughes Award of Actually Skating Excellence. In honor of both Sarah Hughes's. The one with us and the one who's always watching us. Currently at Stanford or wherever she is, getting a degree. Getting another degree. Um, So, Ashley, who... Are you giving the Not Fake Sarah Hughes Award of Actually Skating Excellence to this week? So because this is our first time 
giving this award. It feels really high stakes. It feels like this is. is how we set the tone for the gravity of this award, how we mm. really let people understand how big of a deal this really is. It's and huge. so for that, I'm going to go a bit more of a traditional route. Mm-hmm. And you are a traditionalist at heart, which is that makes sense. It's it really is true. Mm. But I feel like I just have to throw calories back to back world championship titles out there. I just I have to just seeing her face when she realized that she repeated her world title in Japan, especially after she got off the ice and wasn't entirely sure if she had won. And us watching knew she had it in the mm-hmm. bag. We knew that it was like a guarantee she was good to go, but she didn't know. And so we really got to see her reaction in the moment live when she realized that she had gone back and defended that title. And I just think to see an athlete become the first athlete to win back-to-back since Evgenia Medvedeva did in, six, what is it, 2016, 2017 mm-hmm. season, Finland? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's huge. You do not see women's repeat champions. And that is so insanely fierce. And I think I have a fact somewhere in here that it's been a hot second since Japan has had back-to-back champions. So at least in the women's event. So I think that's amazing. I'm so excited for her. Is the is hot second the exact amount of time? Because this is really quickly turned into a scientific podcast. <laughs> yes. I have it in my notes. It says one hot second. Um, okay. That's a first of all, congratulations, Cowrie. For your award, we will be sending that um, in the mail soon. Into the ether. We're actually, we're not sending it in the mail. We're sending it into the ether. So look out for that. Um, Congratulations. Ashley, I'm giving my not fake Sarah Hughes Award of Actually Skating Excellence to the entire last group of men in the men's free skate. Yes. What can I say? It was from... The first skater, Jason Brown, to the last one, Shoma Uno, I was on edge. I actually was screaming, screaming out loud. If you can hear my voice, I'm still recovering because I was screaming so much. I was screaming after every element um, in the program of the famous Korean skater, June, because I was just on edge. Everything... I remember screaming in in my mind. I was like, do easier jumps. Please do easier jumps because it was going so well. And he just kept doing more quads and more triple axles. And he wasn't listening to me, which was the right thing to do. And um, it was just, it was incredible. I think it's maybe been one of my favorite skating events I've ever watched. Um, so many different kinds of skating, so many different kinds of personalities out there, which made it so fun, so interesting. Loved it. Loved it from... It just kept getting better, too. Like, mm-hmm. they're really... It was just one after the next after the next. And any event where you can watch just the bar consistently be raised skater after skater, that's what you want to see at the World Championships. And that's what I expect to see at the World Championships because it's like you've had a full season. Everyone should be in peak condition. They're mentally trained. They know how these programs feel under pressure. Mm-hmm. And sometimes these events can be absolute dumpster fires and the men in particular because with this quad obsession that we have right now it just gets really sloppy but these men went out there and just took it element by element I want to I want to talk about Jason first of all because I'm talking about quads but Jason said no didn't even need a quad Mm -hmm. that was 
U.S. figure skating needs to keep on bringing this boy back. Like, he just needs to do nationals and worlds for, like, the next quad. That's all I want to see. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I actually don't think that that's a bad idea because Jason could help keep, like, a, a third spot there and also kind yeah. of motivate the young, like, American skaters. Jason just – he's so consistent. He's so reliable in these high-pressure situations that it would be motivating to a young skater to see someone like that and also to go back about the the quad thing that you were bringing up what I really like and something that's like really changed in the last like I don't know a few seasons is that like everybody has their own game plan and like I really like that. I really like everybody has their own strategy. Even just like off of the top of my head, I think of like Kevin Amos. He's like one quad. Jason Brown, I'm going to do two triple axles right off of the bat. Mm -hmm. And then you have um, like Keegan Messing. He's like, I'm going to do the first two quads right off the bat. And then I'm going to like save one of the axles for... uh, for later later on, and then everybody has this different plan and because the stakes are so high the tech content is so demanding anything can happen and that's what i found really interesting and that like the layouts are all totally different the Mm -hmm. jumps being attempted are totally different it made me as a viewer so excited i didn't know what was coming next i was just i was so into it that's why i am sending into the ethers please look out that look out for this all six men you're not fake Sarah Hughes Award of Actually Skating Excellence. It's it's sent, it's signed, and it's being delivered. <laughs> sent, signed, and delivered, the famous song. Yes. So, Ashley, <laughs> I'm so happy we could give out this first award yes. because, um, so, you know, w- before we all record the podcast, obviously Sarah's in here with us. Um, before we record, we um, we go through what we're going to talk about. We are professional. We are planned. I and Sarah have thought of this incredible game, which we wanted to play and we wanted you to be our first contestant. Are you ready? Oh my God. Okay. To the listener, they gave me a heads up about this beforehand, but wouldn't tell me what it is. Are you about to shame me? I don't know any of the answers, Adam. You might be about to shame yourself, though. Yes. (laughs) You're not shaming me, but it's in my control. Okay. I played this game, and it's it's harder. It shouldn't be hard, but it is harder than you think. And it'll be harder for you because the game is, for every world championship event that you skated in, all we need you to do, all we need you to do is to name the winner. Of of my event? Yes. I, if the, if you are listening to the <laughs> listener, your your podcast isn't cutting out. There is just a silence. <laughs> okay. Should we start at the beginning? Yes. <laughs> okay. The year is two thousand and eight. You knock him. No. It's Mawasada. It's Mawasada. Very okay, good. Okay. I, it was 50-50. Yeah, that's I actually that's a really good rule of thumb for that kind of era. Um yeah, Mawasada. Actually very okay. good cuz I I I don't think I I think I had struggled with 2008, which I shouldn't have. Okay. Next hmm. World Championships is 2012, is that correct? Mhm. Okay. 2012. 
Mikiando. Really close. Really close. She was the world <laughs> champion in 2011, right, Sarah? Okay. A head nod. Yes. Okay. No. But the world champion in 2012, no. Sorry, Miki. And sorry, Ashley. Mawasada again. <laughs> no. No. I'm going to, I as soon as you say it, I will know exactly who okay. it was. Okay. Okay. Just, just think. Just think, okay? The Euro- the World Championships were in Nice, France. Think about yes. the time. Do you want me to like lead you in? Alyssa Sisney was the Grand Prix final champion. Literally the only person that I can think of right now is um Leonova. No. She was second. She was second? Yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean really yes. did some work for her that year. Okay, Italian. Oh, Carolina. Yes. I'm sorry, Carolina. I'm sorry. Okay, your next world champion. 2013. I don't even remember where these were. London, Ontario. Oh. <gasps> no. Unikim. That's what I said. <laughs> you said no. Unikim. <laughs> we cut her out. Next world champion, 2014. Those were in Saitama. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, just think if you can't remember, think of like a great like a really disastrous skate in Sochi who right, needed Mao. yeah there we go who needed a good comeback Mawasada yeah, yeah 2015 Beijing Shanghai <laughs> China yes <laughs> turn yes. it <laughs> um China won um yes let's see who was undefeated that whole season? Who did every senior B event in the world? Oh, was this um, every senior B event? She this is a every... Russian. This is when a Russian skater started to win. Was was this? This is uh, Veg. No. <laughs> nope. No. No. Nope. She was okay. junior. Veg is a nickname for Medvedeva for listeners. Medvedeva, yeah. Um, no. Who? Tuktimishva. Oh no no I was li- I was just about to say okay Tuktimishva. Adam you're giving it away too easily. Make her work for it. I am working for it and I'm still not getting them, Sarah. He's starting he's starting with clues. <laughs> I'm because I'm I'm helping because I I think that the podcast will go over 3 hours if I don't if I don't put, push her in the right direction. And finally I think no, this is not finally. You just no. Kept unfortunately, doing... there are two more left. Yes, and this is veg. Yes, veg and veg. Yes, correct. So I I got three out of seven. Yeah, which is okay. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say under pressure. This is a a, a really good <laughs> amount because it's so because you're you go you're going through eras. And it's hard to remember, like, what era you're in. And also, sometimes people do comebacks. So eras and comebacks is really difficult. I'm actually pretty it's impressed. A, it's like a Taylor Swift tour competing on the women's circuit, quite honestly. Right. Um, in, in my defense, the way that I made it through the trauma of figure skating was by detaching myself from <laughs> anything and everything that I have ever done. So um, <laughs> it's not that I don't respect the champions of these events. It is just that, um, you know... They got to pay rent if they're going to live in my mind. And also, wait, it's so different because like you're so focused on yourself that like it's it's a, it's a real like you're doing me a favor because I could literally ask you the world champion from any event, whether you were there or not. And you would tell me it was harder than I thought 
But I did. I, I had. You <laughs> but know, I did it. But you know, I so when I played this game, I was trying to do all the '90s, and I'm gonna tell you, I st- really struggled with the year t- um, 2011, famously a year in the '90s. I, uh, yes. I forgot <laughs> Miki Yondo was the world champion, which is not fair. And then I couldn't remember the 1992 world champion because I had assumed because it's also Miki Yondo. It was Miki Yondo. <laughs> and every year I couldn't remember she just wins another world title which I went how is it possible and it is <laughs> but I forgot that people like even if you won the Olympics you you just went to the world championships and so I yeah. couldn't imagine Christy Yamaguchi going to the worlds and she actually called me up and she said how dare you quit quit podcasting right. the sweetest person on earth Christy Yamaguchi said how dare you speaking of how dare you yes Let's discuss the women's event a little bit. <laughs> oh. Wait, that is an incredible segue. Also, since you're bringing up Brady, I want to say that I love her dresses this year. I really love them. And that's true. I you love them. I like think these the are, little I love the, the little collar. Clip-on I collar. love the collar. I know. I know. I know. The little vampire like little vampire fang collar. I love it. It just feels... I what feel does like it a, do for you? What it, does it do? What is it saying? It's saying French movie. And I love French movie. Name a French movie, Adam. Chocolat. That doesn't count because <laughs> there was an, an American actor in it. The artist. Also a, mostly an American film. Madeline. Fair. It's giving Miss Clavel. Oh, okay. You're right. It is giving Miss Clavel. Um... Yeah, rough skate for Brady, um, but her season, honestly, like, she's just been dealing with a lot. She'll be fine. She'll be fine. She'll be fine. I'm not worried about her. I I definitely am looking forward to her just kind of taking a second, getting a little bit more training under her belt. I mean, when I was talking with her prior to nationals, her training had really been all over the place. She hadn't spent a lot of time jumping this season in general. So to be able to come this far in one season with the injury she's dealt with, like that's really impressive. And I'm really excited just to see her take a break. She needs one. Since we're in the ladies world, I feel that it's incredibly important that we talk about Nicole Schott. Oh my God. Okay, I in my notes, I wrote down, Nicole Schott is a German wine. She's a glue vine. She just, this girl just keeps on getting better and better and better with age. And everyone writes Like every off, glue vine. Like every glue vine. No yeah. one ever thinks much about it. But then come Christmas time, everyone can't get enough of it. And this was my Christmas time. I was so excited for her. Yeah. I mean, what I just like the short program was great. The free skate was great. I was she was great. I just I like really loved her this whole event. It was so it was so nice to watch. It was like having a nice glass of, as Ashley said, glue vine during Christmas. Merry Christmas. I also as someone who was called old my entire career starting at age 13 because the U.S. <laughs> ladies team was um, prepubescent at that point and I was the old one at 13. I am haggy for an old gal on the ice. I am a bandwagon fan. I jump right on. I am behind them all the way. So me too, by the way, this fine German wine. I'm I'm all about it. Um, I would like to talk about Hayen. 
Oh, she yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so. I didn't. She's only sixteen. I think seventeen. Can we get confirmation? Oh, oh god. We're... Oh god, our producer just rolled her eyes at us. It wasn't an eye roll. It was a sigh. Seventeen is right. Who said seventeen? Adam. Point for Adam. But only because we had looked it up before. With you. Right. Because I was, okay, so wait, before we go on, I was in Atlanta and I watched the entire world championships, almost every single skater, every single event, front to back with Sarah. And I remember that like when we got, like we went out to dinner and we came home and there was no more skating on, I looked at Sarah and I was being serious and I went, there's no point in going on because there was no more skating left. Yeah. And then he left town. (laughs) And then and I left. left town immediately. And then I lost my voice. <laughs> what do we do now? <laughs> um, he, yeah. So, hey, Ann, let's uh, let's I want to dig in because wait, one, she skates like one. I think she skates great. And I think she has the attitude of a 16 year old girl who's really popular. OK, like, are you talking about like mean girl vibes? No, or just like she is of the people for the people, by the people. No, she's just, I feel like she's really popular because she just like, no, like now I feel really confident every time she goes out. Like after Four Continents, I felt really sure. And then at this World Championships, it just confirmed it was like, she's just really popular and she knows she's going to skate well. And she's just going to be really like, she's uh, of the people popularity. She's the kind of popular we all should strive for. Okay, see, I have a different hot take. I don't think she's the popular girl because she hasn't been the popular girl as far as like Korean skating goes. Yes. And so I think she's the girl that, you know, got hot one summer, mm-hmm. comes back to school, and everyone is like, who is this? And she's like, oh, I'm Hayen. Yeah. I've been here all along. And, and she no was like one in all the clubs. It. She was like in a lot of clubs. Right, 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 right. Like drama she... club, <laughs> skating club. Okay, I think you were about to make this comparison and I'm going to do it. She reminds me of Gracie Gold so much in the way that she skates, like her extension, her landings, the fact that she doesn't make a single face until she lands the last jump in her program and then all of a sudden emotes like to the rafters. Mm -hmm. She's she's Gracie Gold in every way in my mind. Yeah, there's a lot there's a lot of um similarities but i do love i love hayen love her she's my one of my new favorites and also first world medal for korea since yuna kim who who famously won in 2013 okay (laughs) that that famous year (laughs) um so wait i do think it's incredible and amazing that korea has two world medals yeah that's huge that's so cool yeah i loved it okay i i i'm i'm done talking nice for a second i want to dig in to something i don't like oh okay i have a bone to pick pick it i don't like in pairs the planned double toes and the planned (laughs) double sow cows i don't like that no no i i hate them and when i hear people try to justify them I can't, I, I, I go, la, 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 I can't. Don't justify a double. If in the singles event, in the short program, doubles are illegal elements, why should that not be 
extended over to pairs. Or I, I just think, think double axle. Like double axles should be because double axle is basically like you're kind of in a theory, like your first triple, right? Right. It's like two and a half rotations. It doesn't count as a double. It. It ruins it for because like I think no 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 I'm gonna say it kind of for me it ruins it because for like as long as I've been skating that was a mistake and it feels right. like a mistake and I think that like the different like levels of everyone um, and your comfortability and everything should be taken into consideration and how do I skate a clean program and your strategy but also like there is something to be said that when you're a young skater, regardless of if you're now an ice dancer or you went into pairs or you retired when you were a freshman in high school, you learned double toe and double sow. Like you learn it within your first year or two of skating. So I don't feel like it should be a planned element at a world championships event. No, no, it, it definitely should not be. And I'm here for skating smart I'm here for less falls out on the ice, and I do understand that there is strategy involved, but to me, it's just like, be better. If you set the bar at side-by-side double sow, that opens the door to give an excuse for either people to beat you or for other people to do side-by-side doubles. It's contagious, and I really can't. It's not even like, be better the skaters, because I think that, listen, when you're skating and you're competing, you're going to do things that, like, people don't like, like people like me. (laughs) I don't like when you're doing a double toe, but that's not your fault. You're playing within the rules, and Mm -hmm. that's how you win a competition. That's how you do your best. So this isn't like something that a bone I have to pick with the skaters. It's just the way that it's set up because another thing I don't like, and I think Ashley, you're going to be personally offended at this, but I'm going to give yes, a good ex. You will be. I'm going to give mm-hmm. um uh, uh an explanation. I think like somebody like Deanna Stellato, she's one of the best skaters in the entire world, and she can do these beautiful triples. But the rules have been set up that somebody like Deanna now has a planned combination with her partner of triple toe, double toe, single axle. And that's why I have a big problem with these axle combos. And I have a big problem in pairs with the three jump combos because it's so hard to synchronize any element, let alone three jumps in a combination in a row. It starts to get really sloppy. I think even a combination jump in pairs is like, pushing the limit but I think it's really interesting when it can be done well but I do not like the three jump combos and I do not like the axle combos getting full credit it's not fair to you I am genuinely taking personal offense to this that is the rudest thing you've ever said to me to my face so I I agree with every single thing you are saying okay why do you think, though, okay, I don't agree with everything you're saying. I'm already lying to you. Why do you think axle combinations should not receive full credit? Why? Okay, so in a combination jump, you are taking the risk on the first jump of whether or Have not... Have you seen my double axles? They were risky every single time I left the ice. We discussed this last episode about my uterus. So if you want to bring in risk, we can take it down that road. But wait. When you skated, they you took a hit, and you took mm. it proudly every single mm. time. You went, True. I'm going to do all of these jumps, and none of them are going to get full credit. True. Not not none of them, but like the ju- your axle. I said 80% is fine for and so me. so this is why I feel 
this is why I'm on I'm on the stand in Congress right now. And they're mm-hmm. going, why are we talking about this? And I'm going, it's important to me. So I believe that when you're doing a combination jump, that you're taking a risk that the first jump needs to be good enough for you to have enough speed and power to do that toe. And even more so, more control when you do a loop combination. Mm-hmm. Because with that toe, there is that like toe assist. So you can kind of make up for like a weird landing. It's possible to like toe in a little bit stronger and launch yourself up. With the loop, yeah. the, the landing needs to be really Loops solid. Loops are harder. Yeah. Yes. But with the axle, you can have a really horrible to a standstill landing, readjust, and then push forward. I think a push in the middle of a combination jump makes it just two jumps in a row. That's why I feel like it's I understand why it's getting full credit, but it doesn't look like a combination jump. It looks like two jumps in a row. And that's why I'm not here for it. So then what's the difference between a push versus a pull? Because when you toe in, you're pulling backwards. It's the same thing. I think that there's like this. It's. I understand it's a gain of power. Everybody. It's a gain of power, but the push gets way more power. And so like I think so with the toe, are you talking about you're talking about like you land the toe and some people like get that little like power pull before they like toe in. Correct. I think about any single one of the Russian skaters who does like a full on hitch back toes in and drags themselves through the jump. So I would say like you're right, but you're also well, not. different conversation. I don't think that that should be given a positive grade of execution. That's that's not that's a pull in the middle. You're not doing a combination jump. But that being said, I do think that like there is more control needed because there's not a a full push assist. There is some Mm. skill that is needed in that like fixing of the toe and the readjusting. And there is a bit of like timing, but you can create momentum out of nowhere from a solid push from back edge to front edge. You can completely readjust and do a completely new jump. Like in a combination jump, even with that pull, you can re reassess. But like if the first jump really was bad, you're going to struggle with the toe. But in an axle combination, if the first jump was bad, I'm guaranteeing you at the world level in single skating, almost all of those skaters can do a double axle from zero. From complete just one push. Yeah, you're right. Not a combo. I think at the end of the day, what we can both agree on is that loop combos are astronomically harder than both toe and axle combos. Which brings me to my next point, which would be June's triple loop combo, which I wrote... Lord praise the loop combo in all caps because you don't see loop combos enough in competition. No, but I, but you would know. I'm going to take everybody back to a time when Ashley was still very old, but much younger than now. And that time would the be... The ripe old age of 15. Right. <laughs> and that would be 2008 Nationals. And I remember that you famously at so like this is 2008 we were like where are the u.s ladies with the triple triples and then these three plus girls from junior all came and i had triple triples but ashley 
had the one with the loop. And I remember thinking, oh my God, who is she? Who's that girl? No. And that girl was you. And I remember, (laughs) and I remember like, that's where I, when I was like, oh, I want to learn loop combos because they look really good. So I actually was so inspired by your loop combos in 2008 in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Oh my God. And right after that event was when I said, I'm done doing these because (laughs) they get so sketchy and you have to be so precise and perfect on the way down and they're not a guarantee and you actually had a great loop combo well you know what i loved your loop combo. i feel thank you but i do feel that like when it one it's a great way to even if you're not going to do it in competition to like practice your jumps to become more stable because you have to hit them yeah in like that you have to hit the ice in that perfect right over your like um landing foot position yeah it's a consistency drill it's more than totally else. and so like yeah when you do do that and you are consistently hitting that spot and you're hitting that sweet spot more often i do feel that like that loop just shoots itself like right up and it makes it really easy to do the rotation because when I first started doing them I was doing that loop like cheated all the time and then my landing got better and it would be like so smack down clean all the time yeah yeah so I no, loved they're, exactly they're like you said love to see such a beautiful loop combo all the time in June's programs I love that I love 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 yeah that. That program was hands down my favorite program of the men's event. He gave me like what I want to see in skating. It was dynamic. It was exciting. I am a sucker for James Bond on the ice. Um, I had no idea that James Bond was like so into a mesh deep V back situation. Yeah, in the first movie, in the the first James Bond, he wears that. He wears deep, Ah. deep mesh. Yes. Um... And, you know, honestly, okay, I I have a bone to pick with gloves. Go on. I'm ready. I'm ready to go I in. find glove wearing to be a sign of weakness. I always have. To me, you wear gloves or at least you start wearing gloves because you're afraid of falling. You don't want to get your hands wet. And to me, it's like, okay, so you're already putting out into the universe that you're going to fall. A hundred percent. Go on. So... Ashley's like a beast right now, and I'm like feeding her treats. I'm like, keep going. (laughs) He has always worn mesh gloves, and I have always held that against him and been like, this is a weakness. Yeah. This is you putting it out into the universe that you're going to fall. And he showed up, and he wore his black gloves, and I forgave him. And in those black gloves, he gave you the middle finger. (laughs) He did. I want to make it clear, though, it's like it's different than Maddie Chalk's gloves because that's an artistic okay, so decision. I, as soon as you started saying this, I was like, um, I, one, I agree with you. I think especially mesh tone gloves. It For me, it's really distracting. I think I knew a girl. I can't remember who it is. Um, but I remember she was like, I, I like to wear the gloves because I cut my finger all the time on my Beelman and on my hair cutters. And like, I don't want to cut my finger. So I was like, OK, that's a practical decision. But I'm not defending her because um, I can't remember who she is. So she, I can't even defend her. But I am thinking that nine times out of ten, you're right, that it's I don't like that feeling of feeling the cold air against my hands. I don't like feeling the ice when I fall. I couldn't agree more that it's this crutch of like, I don't like that feeling. I don't want to have like my hands out. 
And it's really distracting to me because I think exactly the same thing. I think exactly the same thing. And the only time I feel like I'm not distracted by gloves is exactly the Maddie Chalk of it all. And um, a- a- Adam Siohimfa has gloves mm-hmm. in his program. I don't r- realize them because I don't realize them. I don't notice them because they really feel they're like artistically this extension of the hand. Right. If they like inform the program a bit, yes. then fine. Fair game. Uh, I'm trying to think there's another skater who has kind of like a rock and roll program. Also, doesn't Brady, doesn't Brady have gloves in her free skate? She might. I, but gloves are are having a moment and I just want to inform every single competitive skater who is not listening to this podcast that the moment needs to stop. Another moment that I'm really, really worried about is that there has been a resurgence in Renaissance style competitive dresses mm-hmm. in Romeo and Juliet ish dresses that are not informed by romeo and juliet in the slightest and i'm here to say enough is enough um okay since since you seem to be really like invigorated by this right now i want to talk um something that i feel is important and i feel like you would feel the same okay are the tights in the boot over the boot over the ankle over the heel what's permitted What's taboo? What should go away? I know that... I'm going to rank in order of best to most offensive. Okay. Okay. So best is obviously you're skating in tights like in the boot, but ideally you're skating in pantyhose. Everyone who skates and needs to wear tights, pantyhose. Okay. I have a question because I feel like for a lot of listeners, this is going to be really shocking. When did you make a the transition from tight to pantyhose, how did you learn that? Where does that come from? I'd be scared. It feels like a, just a piece of pantyhose between me and ice. So I learned this trick my first Stars on Ice tour because they only let you wear specific tights. They give every single one of the girls uh, these tights so that way we all match. Do we all have the same skin tone? No. No. Is that what they're worried about? No. 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 But uh, the thickness of the tight was really, really sheer. And I felt super fierce when I was wearing them. And so I came home and was like, oh, I'm not going to spend that much money on a pair of dance skin specialty tights. But I will go to CVS and buy some legs, panty, ho. Mm. And that's really where it started. Uh, Mr. Nix was really particular about my tights. I wasn't wearing under the boot tights for my first national title, shame on me. But he w- he was like, I would much rather you switch over to like in the boot tights. So that's how that started. But obviously, step down from pantyhose are the that one shade of tight that everybody wears mm-hmm. that's too orange for their skin. Taupe. Taupe. From there, it's over the boot. And then from there, it's the half tight. The, the half on, half off. That is a practice tight. That is what I did with my tights in 2001 when Mm -hmm. I was wearing a skating dress and a printed T over the top of it that said, (laughs) check yourself before you wreck yourself. 1990s, 2000 (laughs) flashback because every girl at every competition was wearing the competition T-shirt with all the names on the back with like the star of their name. Yes, yes, yes. Cherry Blossom, Ashley Wagner, all the way at the bottom because of W, star. Yep, always. Dress over the laces. I think like, um, okay, 
as somebody who coached ladies skaters, I feel that like if you're afraid of the laces, we should be putting white tape over them. But we the boot should be exposed. It's just it's not that hard. Just just double up your laces. And oh, and over the heel, I really just I don't like that. I just don't no, like No, nothing it. says practice more than that to me. Yeah. Um so that's my that's my hot take on the fashion of yeah. this. Yeah. And you event know, I think far. of my friends who are dancers not skating, they would prefer the over the boot because they feel that like the the line is broken at the at the white skate. But I think when you're a skater, I think that the white skate's so classic. Please take the floor. Well, okay. That's the theory, right? Like the reason why skaters wear over the boot is because it keeps the line of the leg going and everyone thinks it makes your lines look longer. Now, I'm going to relate this to my braces. I had white bracket All braces. roads lead back to your braces. My orthodontic history. Yes, go on. So my mom made sure that I got white bracket braces because from far away you couldn't see them was the theory but really from far away you just looked at my mouth and said something's not right that's a really lumpy mouth yeah and so to me that's what over the boot tights are your leg is not elongated I look at that and I'm like that's a chunky foot yeah wait okay now I've now (laughs) now on the theme of chunky foot what do you think of tan boots do tan boots do the same illusion for you well, I don't know, because Maddie Hubble wore tan boots, and I would say for her, it was absolutely fierce, but it's because I never saw her wearing anything other than tan boots. So I don't know. If you were to put Maddie in a white boot, mm. I don't know. Right, because it becomes like the signature of the skater. So you're like, that's just what they do. But you Wait, know- actually- Yes. So I, I'm so sorry, I cut you off. Did you know they, uh, on Stars on Ice- uh, Olympic tour, they made Maddie Hubble get a pair of white boots for the group numbers. So she didn't actually skate in her like competitive skates that she was used to because they wanted her to have boots that matched everybody else. So she had two pairs of boots on tour. One of them was her tan competitive boots that she was used to skating in, had been broken in and was comfortable with. And one of them was specifically for group numbers. Wait, no. Wait, that's yeah. so crazy. Yeah. Whoa. I wasn't expecting. I was not expecting that. Have you ever watched a group number and been like, one of these does not belong? And it was Maddie Hubble's feet that didn't <laughs> belong. <laughs> I heard that and I just thought that was insane. Wait. Oh, my God. Wait, I was trying to think of something I just remembered and then just forgot. I don't. I don't. I don't remember. Oh, wait. You know what? So I wanted to go back to one of my my. um the one of the notes that I made for the world championships. Yeah. This is something that I noticed that is this is for like the real big skating fans out there that if you want to really dive deep and analyze every single thing that you're seeing, this is something that I saw that um, as a skater, I saw it and immediately felt something. And I think that you would too, Ashley Wagner. Okay. So, when the Japanese pair team went out to skate and it was the short program, I could see the camera zoom right in. And one thing that I noticed was that she had uh, a high neck in her costume and she did not buckle all of the buckles. So the neck wasn't totally snapped in and the first buckle wasn't done. 
And when I saw that, I immediately remember thinking to myself, oh, they're going to skate so great because that was like a conscious decision to go. I'm not I'm going to keep it open because it makes me feel more comfortable and I'm feeling good. And I felt like if she was feeling nervous and she really liked to have that undone and she was like, no, everything needs to be perfect. It would have been like a and like, I guess I don't know if she liked it all the way up or not. Basically, what I'm saying is it reminded me of like the Tara Lipinski of not putting her finger through her like costume finger holes. And this is the difference between Adam and I under competitive pressure because. (laughs) Yeah, because I would have been like, are these hooks done or are they undone? (laughs) And I would have been like, they're on done. (laughs) I would have had not a single clue. (laughs) I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. Go on. Continue. How many did did you have to like retie your skates a certain amount of times or something? Like, what was your thing? Okay. My thing was this. So, uh, towards the end of my career, I think, Ashley, you probably don't remember, but as soon as I say this, you'll remember is that I was very superstitious about being superstitious. Yeah. And so Adam participated in witchcraft heavily towards the end of his career and openly. And so <laughs> I remember thinking that like, you know, it's so easy of like, oh, I hand my guards to my coach and then I have this great practice. Now I need to keep handing my guards to my coach. And so like if I had a great practice and I remembered like where I put my water bottle and where I did this, I would make sure on the next practice I put them in different places or like I handed my guards to Raphael during the next practice I would put them down at the boards my myself and it would make me feel that like it would remind me that like my crazy superstitions weren't real and so I would go out of my way to do things that would make me feel uncomfortable because then I'd be like oh I'm such a badass but what I'd really be talking about is I just put my own guards on the ground and I didn't hand them over to someone but this is what made me feel truly invigorated (laughs) as a competitor. (laughs) Wait, this reminds me. Um, So Adam is a witch because I will never forget this day. It was the day that you sprained your ankle. And so he sprained his ankle off ice. Wait, are you talking about when I broke my foot? No, it was like an... Okay, originally it was a sprain. When is this? Is this... This is when I broke my... Wait, go on. I'm going to... And then, yes, I'm going to... I'll fact check. Okay, so I'm already wrong, and this story is already off to a great start. But <laughs> I there's like a commotion, and everyone is surrounding Adam, and he's got like three or four people surrounding him. And I skate over because I'm already on the ice, and I'm like, What's, uh, what are you doing? Right. What happened? Mm-hmm. And he just looks at me and like looks through me and is like, It's going to be okay. I'm going to go to the Olympics now. <laughs> <laughs> that is a verbatim quote. Yes. And I'm looking at him and I'm like, uh-huh. And I'm terrified because I'm like, shit, this is bad. He's not going to be able to go to the Olympics. How is he going to make this all happen? It's it's a mess. It's a mess. But you are a witch because the conviction that you spoke to me with, mm-hmm. where you were just like, no, it's fine. I'm going to be fine. This is all leading to the Olympics. I'm going to be fine. Yes. Because of an ankle sprain slash broken foot. Okay, wait. So I'm going to remind you a little bit of what happened was like we were all warming up right off of the ice. You went upstairs and I was going to do like a few little extra jumps off ice while the Zamboni was on. Okay. You got your skates on. The Zamboni was kind of getting off. I did a jump and like came down on my ankle weird and heard this crack. And then I don't know if you came over and looked, but like my I thought I broke my ankle 
because my ankle was the same size as like my like calf. So it went calf foot. Like it was like a solid, like it looked like a foam roller was attached to my foot. And I ended up breaking my foot. I love that you thought I sprained my ankle. Where did you think I was for the next seven months? Fixing your sprained ankle. <laughs> I thought it was a really severe sprain. I, I have, okay, to anyone listening, it's not that I don't care. It's that I actually do have terrible, terrible memory. Uh, and but, but also to everyone out there with sprained ankles, it's also really bad. That my I did sprain my ankle. That was part of the foot break. But I'm I just I'll never forget looking at you and your ankle is literally the like width of your thigh and you're like it's fine it's gonna be fine I'm like it does actually does not look fine I don't think you're okay no I wasn't um so okay happy to see you recovered let's from that. so I'm going we're gonna go back to world championships for a sec uh, yes what we're here to talk about because I I mean I distracted us. And so I want to talk about winner reactions. And so one winner reaction that I absolutely love. One, the the when the Japanese pair team and when Kauri um won, I was scared for that. I I felt bad that they felt bad in those moments before they felt elated. But there was a moment that I felt elated for that I think, you know, Evan and Maddie, they skate, they get their marks. Mm, and this is the yeah. first time I've ever seen Maddie Chalk like break down and cry. It made me cry. It made me cry. Oh my god, that was such a sweet moment. I mean, we've known Evan and Maddie. Oh god, our entire careers. Yeah. I mean, we were on the junior. I feel like we were at Junior Worlds with them. Actually, Maddie Chalk is the brunette in our cover photo. That is Maddie Chalk sitting next to us. Like we have known. And our cover photo is from a Junior Worlds. Yeah, so they've just been a huge part of our competitive career. And seeing her break down like that, I mean, they didn't explicitly say that they were sticking around for a world title, but like it was really easy to assume that that was their main goal. And just seeing them be able to finish this event with that kind of escape. I mean, obviously they had like the one little mishap, like that weird little fall, but I mean... Not on an element, like it just yeah. like it came and it went, it was gone. And yeah, I mean, I was I was also crying, too. Yeah, I mean, they just they deserved it. I'm so happy for them. That was a huge moment. Um, Another big moment for me was the Canadian ice dance team, Fonia Baudry's abs. Just yeah, abs. That also that made me cry when I saw the shape <laughs> that that girl was in. I went. I don't think that there's ever been a skater in better shape in my entire life. She's Jillian Michaels. She just looks strong. I love when you watch skaters and you're like, they are strong. She looks so strong. She looked like she when the free dance was over, she went, "All right, I'll see you right after Pilates." <laughs> and I, I hope we do. I hope we see her right after Pilates. She that that was the most insane when she was coming off the ice and breathing. It was like. The it was like a statuesque that you couldn't have like painted a, Michelangelo. It was Michelangelo representing Canada. Jillian Michaels, <laughs> Michelangelo. Fonier Baudry Sorensen. Well, I feel, you know, if there is anything that you feel like we should have talked about or you want us to talk about the world championships, make sure that you send us a DM and we will make sure that we cover it and we will really get to the root of it. It'll be our new should tights go over the boot or in the boot kind of 
topic power. Mm -hmm. But now I would really like to move on to um, another award that we'd like to give out. And mm -hmm. um, this award, it's, um, it's important. And in this category, we're looking for camp. As in, we're looking for the campiest program or campiest moment we saw in this event. Okay? And since she was famous for some campy moments herself, like multiple seasons of skating to a song called Hip Hip Chin Chin, We've decided that we there's nobody more qualified since we have the the not real Sarah Hughes Award of Skating Excellence. We figured we should also have the Ashley Wagner It's Giving Camp Award. And I'm truly honored when we are trying to name this award. We're going back and forth over a couple of skaters. Uh, and then finally, the group paused and was just like, we have to name it after you, Ashley. And, and I you didn't want to take on you didn't want to take no. it on. No, I didn't. I didn't. Especially when Oksana Bayul was thrown out there at mm -hmm. one point. Um, that feels like uh, some big shoes to fill, but I will do my best. So for me, camp. Um, all right. My nominee, it It gave gay. Yeah. It gave little monsters. It did, yeah. It gave what in the world is happening with this rotational lift her monkey is in his face these are all qualifications of what it should give exactly mm -hmm. i i have to give my camp award to the british ice dance team mm -hmm. who found themselves in fourth place yes amazing truly amazing yes um so to me it's camp because of the bubble braid it's camp because it's lady gaga it's camp because it's the gay agenda yeah um it was a moment that i was truly surprised by and a moment that i felt served what i deserved so i have to nominate them <laughs> you were served what you were deserved and i just would like to say congratulations to lila and lewis on your ashley wagner it's giving camp award congratulations yes. you've deserved it um, I would like to give the Ashley Wagner It's Giving Camp Award to a lady skater who made me feel good and a, later, a lady skater who made me feel, oh, yeah, and a lady <laughs> skater who made me feel, huh? How'd you get there? How did, huh? And that was that that was kind of the qualification of what I was feeling. I was going, I feel good. And then I also went, I'm also feeling that lady skater is Italian women's skater Lara Naki Gutman for her ending position. This program ends with her on the ice, leg up overhead, right? And you might be thinking, how did, that, how did she get there? Maybe she was going down anyway. She wasn't. She was all the way up in a spin. She does another move up, and then she goes all the way down, ends on her stomach, bird claw like hands by head which chin is on ice maybe elevated one inch above ice leg above head and i went this deserves the ashley wagner it's giving camp award <laughs> i mean it was also like the skate of her life right she had the most incredible skate um it gave spooky it gave witchy it gave drama and at the end it gave Right. But I will say she had an incredible skate. I think she's just skated. This is, yeah, like you said, it was like the best she's ever skated. 
Imagine not skating well and having to get down on the ice and do that ending position. And then get back up. Yeah. After you've maybe gotten up a few times. I started a program on the ice and mid-kneel, I said, I have to get up. Yes, you did have to get up. And do a full long program. Yeah. Um, okay, well, audience, we are trying to think of an award that really is appropriate for our beloved Adam Rapon, and we're going to need to ask for your help here. We have the Sarah Hughes Award. We have an Ashley Wagner Award. We need an Adam Rapon Award. So we will be putting it out into the ether, a.k.a. Instagram poll yes. or questions, and submit your best, your most brilliant even your snarkiest. Give us your worst, whatever you want. I think it's only appropriate that my award be chosen by um, the people. Right. I think that that's um, I think that's appropriate. But yeah, we, we look forward to those DMs um, because it's the it's the people's award. So that that'll mm-hmm. it'll be um, it's it's in your hands. So, yes, yes. Um, OK, Ashley, I'm done with the awards. I'm done. I'm done. It is time for our producer, Emmy Award winner, Sarah Hughes. She's going to join us for a little segment we like to call Fierce or Fluts. Like we said earlier, Fierce or Fluts is the segment where Sarah is going to give us topics and we will have to decide here and now if they are fierce, like Laura Naki Gutman's ending position, or Fluts, like a Terry being given a credential at the World Championships. Sarah, are you ready? <laughs> Well, I wasn't ready for a Terry to have a credential. I wasn't either, and that threw me to Mars. I gasped when I saw her at the boards, and then I threw up when I saw her in the kiss. The nerve of her to sit in the kiss and cry. Mm -mm. Okay, continue. Well, I'm sure we'll get asked about this. You're not getting asked about it, but she's on an apology tour, and it's not working on me. No, it's not. No, because there's... Crocodile tears. I'm sorry. I don't believe any of it. I don't care. I... This is where it's like, curse the ISU. You credentialed this woman who has this skater who is currently under investigation for doping, and then on top of that, the alleged abuse coming out of your camp, and then beyond that, you want to, like not allow the Russian skaters to compete because of everything going on in the world right now, but, but then you will allow credential. The coaches, yeah. Make it make sense. It doesn't. Yeah. I mean, it's a little like, obviously she must've been credentialed via the Georgian right. or Italian Federation and or whatever, sense. but it's, but like, yeah, still she's, just, a, she's yeah. Russian. So if the Russians aren't allowed, the Russians aren't allowed to me. It was, I gasped for, okay, I gasped. But now I'm ready. Like, to f- if somebody wants to go train with her in Moscow, if they want to do that, that's fine. But they can come to a competition with someone from their federation. Agreed. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. I have a few things on my list. One of them was axle axel combos, which I feel like was adequately covered. So I'm going to go with... Yeah, fluts. Cartwheels in programs. Oh! oh may I take this? I love cartwheels. Oh, my God. Okay. I won. No. I do not want to see you in the middle of a figure skating program to see your sad little hand slip out from underneath you <laughs> mid-cartwheel. No. No, 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 
No, I don't ever want to see. The only person who's allowed to do a cartwheel is Kevin Amos because he's been doing them for years. And other right, than that, I love I love Kevin's cartwheels. I think that they're great. I think they're camp. He's the only one that does them right. He's the only one that does them right. Everybody else, sad gymnastics. I prefer seeing skates overheads. That's that's the ideal type of skating for me. So I love them. For me, it's fierce. For me, huge, unforgivable flats. We already have some contention in here. I think we, well, I'm not sure how this one is going to go. We talked about this a little bit during the world championships, all three of us. Skipping practice the day of the free skate. Okay. This is, I'm, for me, this is a flutz because I wouldn't have been able to do it. I would have, like Ashley said, I was thinking about everything way too much. I was thinking about, are all the buttons buttoned? Who did I hand my guards to? How many sips did I take out of a water bottle? You think that I could mentally handle not doing the practice in the morning? There's no effing chance. I'm doing every practice that they legally allow me to take. Adam texted me and he asked me if I thought that I could have gone out and competed having not shown up at a practice. And I said, no, I didn't think I could do it. And then he pushed back and basically called me a liar. And then I realized that, yes, I could do it. That'd be fine because I just like sheer willpowered my way through competing. So if it works, it's fierce. I just think at that point, what is practice really going to do for you? Like, I I think it shows... (laughs) trust <laughs> see ashley's thinking about like numbers she's thinking what what's three more let's is gonna do i'm thinking are my knees gonna be cracking if i didn't skate in the morning <laughs> and ashley's like it doesn't matter my knees are gonna crack anyway i'm like they've been cracking since i was 13 <laughs> i'm going flats <laughs> i'm going flats i'm missing morning practice fierce i think it's fierce <laughs> i actually missed my um warm up before uh the olympic team short program um i slept through it that's right and so you did that is fierce fierce it's fierce (laughs) okay my my third topic and last is in character bows no no stop no in character belongs to in music out of character is music is off. I think. Well, the, it's just like, where do you draw the line? You draw the line at the last beat of music. That's the line <laughs> that I'm drawing. I think that in character bows, they've always never sat right with me. I don't, I don't know. I'm going, it's over. Like you should, I think that's when you should show your like human emotions. Show that you're happy. Show that you're sad. Let me see if you're disappointed or whatever. But like it's the yeah. program is over for me. And I don't feel like the judges are watching. Maybe they are. I don't know. I'm not a judge. Um, just of character. I just think that like it's over. Like we're all we're all clapping. We want to feel what you're feeling. I think the judges are taking their notes. They're doing their last scores. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going. This is very flutz for me. Okay, if I skated after an in character bow, I would be so pissed because they take <sighs> ten minutes. Yeah. At one point, like I'm the people that I'm thinking of, like Piper and Paul have a choreographed like character bow. And he is just by the hips rotating her in a full circle like she is a mannequin at Macy's that he is about to change. Yeah, She's on the podium like she's on the (laughs) podium. She's Eva Perone. She's on the podium. And I was like, 
this took a lot of thought and I appreciate that thought, but I'm going just yes. bow, just bow. I'd be like, get off. I want to get on the ice so that I can go warm up because I didn't skate on my practice this morning. Yes. Yeah. You would be going, <laughs> this is eating up practice time after you had just reasoned with yourself that you don't need the numbers. I don't need these numbers. <laughs> oh my God. I, um, you know, if it works for you, it works for you. It just eats too much of my time. I, I call it a flex. I'm going flex, but wait, I'm going to say one more thing. It does make you unforgettable. I rem- I can remember every Piper and Paul character bow. I remember them. So it really does sit in my head. And we brought her up earlier. Gracie Gold had a really iconic, again, I feel the same way that I felt all along about character bows. The a firebird character bow. Oh, did she do like the egg laying thing? She bent over and she flapped her wings. Oh, I never saw that. Well, it never cut into your practice time, so you probably weren't worried about it. That's true. That's true because she was usually skating after me because she usually beat me in the short program. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, so you weren't noticing the bows because you were getting your costume off. Because I literally wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <sighs> That's it. That's all I have today. Wow. Thank you, Sarah. And congratulations on your award, by the way. Oh, the award named after me? Yeah, but not about Thank you. you. It's, about the, it's about Sarah Hughes, Olympic champion. But... No, the actual skating award, which yes. I can't do. Right. You? Yes. No, I can't. I heard <laughs> you start to. No. Well, it was like you own skates. You know how to like get around the rink. But I do think that... Yeah, I know how to get around it in a car, like around it in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, you're, that's true. That is true. Well, that is it for this episode of The Run-Through. How are you feeling, Adam? Ashley, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling like I was living on um, Japanese standard time. So it feels like... I feel like I competed. I expelled so much energy... Um, but I really, really enjoyed these world championships yeah. a lot. I really did. It felt like I was, you know, that post Olympics world championships always feels like this, like, oh, it's still like some people are still going to skate. And mm-hmm. this one felt like I was watching a world championships. I feel yep. like there were so many like iconic moments. I loved it. I loved every second. Like I said, I was watching every skater, every event. And I enjoyed every second. I really did. It was so much fun. I agree. It was definitely one of the most exciting world championships for me. I feel like the men's and women's event in particular was such a highlight. And uh, that builds us right up to the one and only world championship. Or Oh, my God. Again. We're doing it again. (laughs) They're doing it again. (laughs) So, okay. World Team Trophy. We will be back and covering World Team Trophy, one of my personal favorite events of the season. Yeah. It's going to be really fun. Yeah. We love it. And I I definitely want to talk a little World Team Trophy because we've we've both been, but you've been a million times. Ashley's going to... Ashley's more seasoned at some of these events than me. I'm a little under-seasoned, you could say. So I have a lot of questions for Ashley about World Team Trophy, but we're going to be back in a few weeks talking World Team Trophy. In the meantime, you can subscribe and listen to this podcast on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts. We also love hearing from you, and we want to know if there was anything that you want us to talk about with this World Championships, anything skating, anything that you'd like us to cover. 
The DMs are open. We're ready. We're on Instagram, on Twitter. On Twitter, I'm at Adam Rippon. On Instagram, I'm at Adam Rip. Ashley, where can they find you? I am Ash Wagner 2010 at both Instagram and Twitter. And until then, like our coach Rafael Artunian always told us before every competition. Come, come on, on, buddy. Buddy. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.